0: What do you mean? When did I wake up? I never went to sleep. I saw something through a window. I wanna go back there. I know I can and I will. My family, I don't have a family. I have people who mind me. You know who I am. I'm an actress. Or I was. Thank you. I'm glad you approve. But I'm not going back. I saw something. I saw another world. A world you've tried to block from me. From all of us. What do you need me for? Please. Do not keep throwing... Family, friends, and fans in my face. I don't care anymore. So have... This is some kind of sick joke. Your sick joke. Wait a second. Okay. Stay away from me. Okay. Get your hands off me. I'm not going metal. anywhere in that. What is that? Some sort of space bus? Never seen that before. and blood with a string of pearls around my neck Now the silver thread is wireless And to the grid I
1: Just one two. Just one two. Just one two. Just one two. Just one do Just one do Test one two. Okay, I guess that's working. Test there's a delay. Okay, this is a a delay. A delay. A delay. A delay. A, delay. a double. A delay. A delay. A delay. Ha ha ha. Uh, a doubling, a delay, <laughs> yes, yeah, a delay, I'm trying to get that straight, okay, Does one do. right, greetings in the name of the most high, Um. yeah, I, well, see, I had to hook this thing up, uh, I had to get another laptop, because the screen blew out, and I couldn't, I had sensitive stuff on there and i think my apple care had run out and everything else and you know these computers i've had i had one for about 13 years and finally they wouldn't update it anymore and uh that was you know so i'm now going through a big transformation of trying to get everything up to date and downloading lots and lots of uh musical instruments you know um, uh, software instruments and midi instruments And uh, trying to get stuff hooked up and, and, you know, we'll see. Kind of difficult in this day and age because of the insanity of existence. I mean, here we are, you know, where they've tried to kill us all. Then we're doing nothing about that. And so we're, you know, cognitively completely insane. And then we're trying to, like, get to the next thing, the collapsing the banks and the killing of the cattle. I understand the Netherlands, they're taking out all the farms, but they're going to do that worldwide. They're going to starve us to death. They've told us they're going to do it to us because they want the maximum torture, both mentally and physically. And that's because they're stupid. Because you know, anyone that has to bludgeon someone has already lost the game. The game of the portals of the infinite of the of the everlasting life in their terms of all that stuff, the the, the deep secrets of the uh, of the underground bases and the aliens and the and the deep secrets of the of of, of the ancient ones who are going to lead the way toward a higher consciousness and uh, and no death and the the gene that you know the the cells that won't die get off of there oh help okay gotta go he's. Uh, I'm connected now, but yeah, he, 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 uh, he targeted the wires there because he knows that's connected to what I'm talking about. Sorry, but you know, we lost Eli and that was a tremendous trauma and still playing out today and the fact that Ben's was here and Eli raised him, you know, to, to show him all around the land and that we have and you know, the... And there's some dangers out there too that I haven't really been able to explain but um you know whatever and then and then so he looks for him and you know it, it, he's you know he's he's the dog now and uh then eventually we have to travel and leave him and uh you know he's uh he's a very loyal you know amazingly loyal dog. He's just a you know, right there and he's been right there during any kind of suffering. But even he can't make out the earth you know, the way it is. Okay. So they have to Okay, intelligence, beem, beam, beep so they have to Bludgeon, humans, you know, see it on TV, you know, whack off to it because it's so cool. (laughs) Dismember everyone, you know, the disease is malnourishment because we get off on it. and (laughs) And, And so you see, that is why they fail every single time. And why many years ago? maybe 25 years ago, whenever it was, I said, no New World Order. Because why? Because of that, what I just identified. That's why they're not worthy of respect at all. I'm surprised most of them don't get spit on when they're in public. Not worthy of respect. Too dumb to understand what they are dealing with. They're still, again, I mean, you scientists, scientist. This is stuff that I get downloads I get from God, okay? The collider will never work, which I said from when? The beginning. <coughs> well, everyone's threatening. Well, the demons are coming. Well, you're right. You're wrong. It's ruining the earth. Because it's a reflection of that consciousness. Therefore, it will never work. I don't care how big a penis they have, how long they make that thing. It's not going to work. The COVID did not work. They were more interested in locking down people and compliance than actual results from the science, from the chemistry. We could just go on to every single failure they've had, which is every single failure that there has been, which is every single thing there has been. They never understood the real geometry, the real mathematics, the real thing. They just said, well, the math describes the universe as we see it, and the universe is a mathematical language. (laughs) uh, uh, uh. Yes, but what you see isn't there. (laughs) But it must be, or isn't it an illusion? It's an illusion. Okay, so now what do we do, genius? Well the only thing you can do and the only thing i can do and thank i'm i'm there right now with god god the creator of the entire thing you know has the answers but because his well, let me just put it in scientific terms god's math is above our math okay This is all just stuff you can glean from the Bible. I mean, it's not really, you know, it doesn't take, uh, you know, uh, know, big brainiacs to do it. You know, God's ways are above our ways. God's mind is above our, in other words, God's mind, God mind. God mind is above human mind. And so, therefore, man fails. Okay, another, uh, here's another test. Did man lead man and come up with a God-inspired thing that uh, created a country that led men peacefully to their heart's desires and was a better way because God implemented it? Did we achieve that? We got a glimpse, didn't we? But we quickly devolved into corruption, did we not? As it says in the book of Jude, You know, evil men crept in. And we allowed it to happen. And they poisoned, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, democratic republic that could have been um, implemented that was for the people and by the people. That's not what they want. They want to bludgeon you. And they want you to accept everything they say, even though they themselves have no clue what they're going to do. Kurzweil never helped them nor himself all he does is all he would do is hide and hope no one figured out that his entire vision was faulty and i'm not going to go through i mean i could do it i'll I'll get a kurzweil book and i'll just slam the whole thing it's like getting a Harari book and and that's an easy one that is completely full of holes but again i would expect my fellow americans to join me You know, I mean, we don't care about the history, man. I don't listen to Jay Dyer anymore because I'm tired of, sick and tired of this history of H.G. Wells and the secret societies and what they're going to do to us. Sorry, Jay, but you really, you know, you really don't have much in the way of solutions. You just give the history. So isn't isn't that amazing what I uncovered? And you uncovered the whole secret plan to do what they're doing today. That is not going to help my situation. That's why I turn you off. Now, wouldn't they like to know God's math? You know, as a doorway into uh, deeper science, to, to other solutions, to other considerations, besides what you see is what you get. What you see is what you get is what, what Bill Gates came up with um, when he came up with Microsoft 1.0 Word. Remember Word? He actually called it Word. Is that disgusting enough? He arrogantly calls it word, and then it doesn't do anything. It's it's pedantic. It's stupid, and you have to wait five years, a few years, for computers to speed up a little bit, so they can make a so that you can have really what you see is what you get. And now, of course, it's all history. What you see is pretty much what you get, but what you get is the same old thing: language, English. Numbers, colors, photographs, renditions, copies. What does it create? Well, you can create by writing something that's of your own, that you know, you use a computer to do, I suppose. You can create, you're a creator. Uh, that they don't think you can create because they are busy bullying you, destroying you, destroying your banks, your bank account, your pensions, your health, your health care. The health care has become, well, thank God it did become such a joke that I'm I'm really not, I've, you know, on the one hand, I've kind of, you know, looked at it like, you know, but then I understand that that they can't really help you because of the fact that they, you know, and their snapshots and their things, all they know really how to do is, you know, is is slice and dice and give you drugs and different treatments for things which they do as a trial and error if there is no cure. They don't have a cure for a lot of things like cancer. So they do radiation and they cut and they, you know, they sew back and they hope that uh, the patient survives. Many time they don't, and it's because it's a big sham, you know. And, you know, the reason it's that way is because people think somehow that science is, is before human intellect. And human intellect comes before science, and God intellect comes before human. And intellect itself, or the result of intellect, is like the computer. It's, it's, a, it's a tool, But actual inspiration comes from the actual being, a human being with consciousness. With consciousness, there can be new information. There can be breakthrough. There can be all kinds of creative things that happen if God wills it. That is, if God wills it, because God is real. What is the the first thing the fool does? He eliminates God, right? That's the first thing the fool does. Anyone that eliminates God or denies God or says, you know, God doesn't exist or whatever they do with their atheism and all that, they have already decided to lower their IQ by at least three quarters. Oh, they might be able to be fast on the ground and clever, and that does not that's not IQ. IQ is the ability to know the contours of the space that we've been given to operate in. say it again. IQ is really the ability to understand and know and even manipulate the contours of the reality that we have been given, set in stone, to work in. Not necessarily given of our own free will or our own discovery, but something we discovered as we tried to move on beyond the confines and the contours of the little box that we were given to live in. And that's what uh, IQ does. It runs around that little space faster than the other guy. Therefore, they go, oh, you're a genius. And that is giving an idiot a genius status. Yes, you can manipulate the contours and confines of your little box better than anybody else. So therefore, you're a genius. The genius would say, there's a block. And I need to go beyond that to understand more. The dunce would say, this is great. Look, Ma, no hands. Huh? Look, I'm doing the backstroke. I'm killing it. Look, I got an A in, in physics and mathematics. Uh, you know, astrophysics, I got an A. <laughs> when astro, anything, it's just another box. It's a box within a box within a box within a box, Yes? Well, how do we find out the secret? There is no secret. That is the secret. You know, the, the secret is you're blocked. The secret is you can do nothing without God. That's the secret. I'm sorry. Oh, Mr. Alex Jones, let me tell you the secret so that you don't start spewing this New Age shit again. The secret, Jones, is this. God, period. And you know that not some ancient secret thing that other people have gone through these portals and they can show you the way and the uh the genes that don't age and all that you know discovered by man and all blah 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 that's never going to be a thing because it's regulated because that the whole point is even if they know about that they're going to keep it from the human pop the, the human population you know god is not the kind of god that's gonna you know say you know for a few of you elites over here that have discovered the secret, you can go through that portal and see a whole bunch of new stuff. First of all, the stuff you would see wouldn't make sense to you. Wouldn't make sense. You wouldn't, have a, you wouldn't, have a, you wouldn't be able to fathom it. Your little IQ wouldn't work in that situation. Anyway, so they have these you know, romantic myths about you know conquering the universe and going here and escaping to space and doing all this stuff. And um, really, it's just—it's—it's it's, in a sense, it's a way of just saying, "This earth thing is over, and this other thing begins." But you know, we have enough info on death. You get down there, Ben. Get down there. Don't just get down there. Good boy. What's, now that's cute. That's cute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he just—he just can't stand. He wants me to. Throw the ball for him, but uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go find it, or he has to find it. Anyway, so going around and around and around with this question, and the reason that I even talk about it is because people don't seem to be understanding what I'm saying, so I have to repeat it, and or they say, "Oh, I understand it perfectly." I'm tired of hearing you repeat it. No, I'm gonna repeat it until you uh, understand it. What this is about? What, what you should understand? Okay. You should understand that you're blocked, and once you get—that's all. You, you, you—the secret of the universe blocked. Is there a secret <laughs> L elders? Remember Led Zeppelin? The secret what? Hey, Rich, I, I got uh, not Rich Kelder, but uh, Rich L, who just chimed in. I was. I owe you a call back and I've been, you know, busy, but I'm going to get back to you. No worries. And I hope you're doing better than, than, I uh, hope that weather is leaving you alone over there. Um, yeah, it pops up on my screen. Well, it's really interesting. I've got a, an iPad and a, and a uh, MacBook air. I like the air because, well, I, I think I like it. I'm, I'm going to, you know, with the M2 chip, I'm going to try to load it up with Pro Tools and stuff and see if I can do. All that stuff with this rather than some big laptop heavy thing, you know. And then it's working with this iPad where the, I, I can manipulate both with one computer. And so that's kind of cool. And uh, I don't know. Is, is it helping? I, I guess it could help to make this show go smoother and for me to get more information. For example, today I was into the Ancient of Days in Daniel. And, um, you know, I think maybe this could help. You know, talking about the little horn and you know, the little horn blaspheming like, you know, whenever I hear a little horn, I always think of Obama. I don't know why. You know. I think of, you know, blaspheming God from on high because a lot of what Daniel is is about, like especially in, you know, Daniel seven, eight, nine, you know, ten, et cetera, Daniel's basically you know, he's praying to God and he's apologizing for, you know, Israel. <laughs> And apologizing for the sinning and for the blaspheming and even ap- almost apologizing for the little horn here. And um and and um you know, but but I want you know, we're gonna just cut to you know, forget about it. no, I'm not chastising anybody for you know not thinking outside the box. I'm just saying it's not even a, a box, it's just it is a box. I mean it's just literally in front of our faces. Why can't we just say, I'm sorry, educational system? We're blocked. I don't want to then learn all about the prison I'm living in. Can't we all agree on that? I don't want to learn more on how to you know, pull the shades down or how to you know uh, do this or do that. I'm interested in what's beyond the confines of the reality that was given. And part of this whole thing goes, has to do with God's will of providing that it's also a uh, punishment for, um, you know, rebellion. And instead of having the secrets of the key of life, which is, you know, the tree of life, that's all barred because, you know, God was saying, I mean, if you break down the, the, the rhetoric and everything that, you know, they will, um, then they will know the difference between good and evil and they'll be like us, meaning eternal, And then it would be another, you know, possibly making another God adversary type of thing. Who knows exactly? But they they took great issue with that, the Elohim, which is, you know, it it can be both multiple and singular, God or Elohim or whatever. And then they go, oh, no, it can't. It's one or the other. No, it isn't. Paradoxes that are in the Bible are to be paradox. Things that that a lot of people think are wrong or not wrong at all. They're presented in a different way. And some things may be a little bit different. There may be human error in it. I mean, who cares? God said, this is inspired. This is my son. This is the word. This is supernatural. And I give it to you. You can rely on it. And so far, how many years? Well, let's just say I've been, you know, I've been reading the Bible since a kid, but I've been really believing, you know, seeing amazing things in the Bible that I never saw before, beginning about, well, beginning about 24 or five years ago, 24 years ago. And then the Mandela effect. And the Mandela effect that just taught, don't it taught us? It said, God said, "Uh, here's the Mandela effect. Uh, Here's the workaround. These silly little boys and girls are playing with the super collider and different things, and they're trying to show off their prowess of mixing around time and space But guess what? All they can do is child's play. If they could do more, folks, folks, listen. If they could do more, if they could change it all the way they wanted and have their new world by pushing a button, instant starvation, instant death everywhere, sure they have the power to do that. But if they could do that, no. Binding, um, Trish. um, No, you're not going to sit there. I'm going to do this. He hasn't had this since Eli, I don't know. If they could... They have the power to do all that stuff, but what's the problem? They can't accomplish their goal. So they think that if they sacrifice us through pain and agony, that somehow Satan or their alien master or the big lizard of Orion or whatever you want to call it, will then be happy with them through their sacrifice and grant them their wish. No, that will never happen. If they want to know what's going on, they should consult me. And I'm being serious. Because there is probably, I don't hear much out there of truth. You know, I remember we used to listen to like guys like that, Art Bell promoter like Alan Watt, remember him and some of these other people about the universe, and the way things work and all that. Jeff Rentz, remember the Jeff Rentz show, and he'd have all these people on. (laughs) Where did that lead? No, I mean I I don't doubt these people were serious. I'm just saying it did not help me. Thank you very much. It did not deal with the obvious that's sitting in front of me that God has placed on my plate. It did not punch the hole in the time space continuum so I could see if there's something out there or is this this it? Uh, You know, or should I be grateful for what this is and not try to push any further? Just accept it and go on. Not accepting it has had great repercussions in my life. Not accepting them, their way, society, their rulership, their laws, their ways, their their, their mores, their manners, has borne great fruit in one way and in another way got me cast out as a pariah. What is more, right, an untouchable, an unmentionable even, I'm the unmentionable. He can't mention me. It's like remember how Trump became unmentionable for a while? Like Rachel Maddow wouldn't play his speech because well, no, he's unmentionable. He's it's all lies anyway. So what do you need to hear it for? Which was you know typical propagandist, right? Typical lying. Get away from the wires. He knows those wires have something to do with this broadcast. Go out there. Deal with her. Go on. Go on. There she is. Well, sorry for the... You know, I got the licks in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch from that. And we were going to focus in on Daniel here. No, I don't mean the... Ra- no, I will name people by name just because with, with a guy like Jay Dyer, I've, I've ordered his books, I read them, and I've, you know, I've been through it. And I'm sorry, it just hits the wall and that's the end of it. I've, I would encourage him to go beyond that and do some original thinking, some original writing, yeah. Or Anybody. It's funny how people get when you when you won't accept their you know their uh, their paradigms and their you, know, you just you, you why can't you just accept what's here and the answer is because this is not even a fraction of what's here so what's here is not what's seen what's here is not what's felt what's here is not what's heard. And so we say when we get deprogrammed, I'm not going back. Now, that Simulacra thing that Kelly did so well there, that uh, Simulacra track that we did, um, was really the inspirational basis for Girl Next. It really is about getting beyond that wall. And I I can understand how people would, you know, it wasn't the typical slasher thriller So some of the critics said, oh, it's a slasher and it's misogynistic when it's really philosophical and antagonistic and subversive. But they can't, that language is beyond their ability to, uh, you know, critics today cannot, they don't have a vocabulary like they used to. So expecting them to understand concepts like subversion in literature or other things, um, I I can completely understand that. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to pull my punches that doesn't mean that I'm going to behave. That doesn't mean that I'm going to play nice. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to tell it like it is, like like what I think it is. And and I could be wrong, but, but what I think it is is way, way different than what your big talk show hosts today think it is. People that deal with metaphysics at all don't seem to know what it is. The Kurzweils don't know. The Parabola people don't know. Friedolf Capra doesn't know or didn't know. Whatever happened to him? Who are the rest of those pe- cats? The, 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 Joseph Campbell. Murcia Um uh, the, the great luminaries of uh, alternative think, mainly falling on the liberal side of politics and uh, the uh, the acceptable part of paganism. <laughs> so they go syncretistic on us. Go with, you know, Buddhism and Christianity and Jesus was a cool dude, but so was Buddha. and So they had that kind of thing going on in the universities. Where are we supposed to go with any of that? With no absolute, no cornerstone, no way, no truth, no life. What are we supposed to do? Well, the universities, what you do is you go there to die. You go there to intellectually die. That's the whole point. Do you further philosophy... And are they writing books about what might be out there, the next dimension or the next incarnation, or the—or if, if you like, uh, who is God and what are the confines of that and how does this work and what's creation? What is mathematics? What is all this? Why is there, uh, is this what we were given and we're supposed to be happy? Is there something beyond that we're supposed to be curious about? If we're curious, can we go to God and find out answers? Or just conform and accept and, you know, be, be a, you know, happy. In the words of Jackson Brown, who, who obviously identified himself, he said he wants to be a happy idiot. And so that's what he became. I have a hard time believing he was happy, but I do believe he's an idiot, yeah. In other words, be a happy idiot and conform. Because conformity is the death of ideas. It's the death of knowledge. It's the death of exploration. It's the death of thinking. It's the death of IQ. It's the death of everything. And what did America do when they brought the shots in, the clot shots and the death shots? Day one, bioweapon, boom, boom, the attack has begun. The elites of society, as we always said, Bill Gates, everybody we named, Klaus Schwab, all the rest of them, Larry Fink, he's like a top dog now with his trillions, but anyway, they were all there pushing and now pushing the, the, the trans agenda, which is really just another COVID agenda. Trans is COVID. They, want to, they also have to get the pedophilia legalized as uh, part of what the bargain is that they made with the devil. And then, uh, you, you know, once they get that going, then they can finally push on to the stars and leave the rest of us behind, except that'll never happen. Because they're the accursed of God. And when you become accursed of God, folks, please, you guys, you should, if you're on the right side of all this, this this talk should be making you feel really good right now. But let me just put it this way. Okay, the curse of God. If you're the accursed of the Almighty, if you're the accursed of Jesus Christ, if you're the accursed of the Word of God, if you're the accursed of it all, or, or you found all the holes in it, and you know, in a linear way, which is meaningless. So, therefore, you're really the smart guy at refuting it all, right? What was that guy's name? Called Jesus a myth after all the evidence. Jordan Maxwell, the late Jordan. When he died, all the uh, patriots go, "Yeah, Jordan Maxwell and God, cool." Bill Cooper. The Bush family, (laughs) Prescott Bush funded the Nazis. The Jews, Uh, they run Hollywood and they eat children. And on and on and on and on and on and on. They have a raving, raging appetite for children. Well, what kind of appetite do they really have? Well, the end of the line is cannibalism and And, but they like to have elaborate situations where they execute them and eat them, yes, yes, uh, yes. because that's because they're intelligent, that's because they're not idiots, and that's because um and that's you know precisely why they will never ever, 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 ever accomplish any of their goals, they lose, period. I've already lined it up. I've already explained it all in, in, you know, as to why they lose. They lose. And you'll love this. You'll love this, folks. They will always lose because anyone that cancels out God, and even if they give him lip service, like, okay, we know it's real, but we're trying to like do a workaround, okay? Using God's power for ourselves. You, you, you know, that, that God laughs at that Psalm 2, God laughs hysterically at these mockers. God is not mocked. They will not get their way. I mean, we may have to die in this tribulation to our, our limited bodies, and then we're going to a better place. Is there anyone that believes you're not going to a better place? This is service here. You're here doing service. You're here doing service and putting up with pain. And when that pain is over, when that service is over, you're going to go home. This is not your home. This is not my home. This will never be any, actually, truth be told, it's not even the animal's home. It's not the the, the wheat and barley's home. It's not the tree's home. Secular cycling uh, nature is not home. It's a process. It's a thing. It's a creation. And it exists here. It doesn't exist everywhere in the same way. And so we have this struggle to get beyond, you know, the situation. And yet we keep looking around at trees and plants and fights. How I many of you have seen TikTok lately? And you see, like, you're scrolling through it. All you see is, like, fights, gun, people gunning each other down. And it's all by design, to basically traumatize you because every time you look at something like that and then you don't think anything of it, you're actually internally made mentally ill because you're traumatized. You didn't deal with the trauma, so you have PTSD right there, right off the bat. You see somebody in one of these little TikTok videos shoot the other guy, you're basically PTSD, and they know that. It's very hard to see someone stabbed or robbed or in shot. You know, you, you have to take time and process it. You can't just watch those videos and think you're going to be you know psychologically sound. you're not. you're unstable, you're unreliable, probably fighting depression, lethargy, low energy, you know the, the, the ability to to you know it all seems overwhelming, you can't get anywhere. You're just a little ant being slapped around up against the wall and indiscriminately, and nobody cares, and it's all just' it's total shit. It's all gone to shit. Right, so you know, let's all make an effort to not look at those videos. I know they try to sneak them in front of your face, like you see, you you'll see a, a video. Say you say my video, I put a video up there. You go to that, and then as soon as mine's over, like I'm doing well, less than one minute for something like Twitter. And just something to say or say hello or just, you know, whatever. Um, you know, it could then go to the next video, which could be something violent. But anyway, you know, the main thing is, I think um, there's an agreement amongst all humans that this is not all there is among the intelligentsia anyway. But there's a disagreement in how you would get there or how to get to know that that we don't know at this point. Um, The other thing is we are in a prison that God made. We are confined. And it's very clear in the story of, you know, in Genesis, in the story of the Garden of Eden, that we're being barred or blocked from having access. And the reason for it is because, you know, to to be unblocked, we would have to, you know, we would realize our eternality, which would then uh, put us into a head-to-head problem with God because we're still not God, we're still not the creator. But it could be another rebeller like Lucifer or something. You could have a, you could, create a problem. They'll know good and evil. We better block that entryway, block that exit, block that. So we're here toiling. Years are reduced to, you know, the Bible says one twenty, but let's face it, seventy to eighty. Right? And um so so nobody can really get anywhere. So then, the stupid people, you know, who learn to have a collective, and have a purse, and have a uh, enticement to, you know, come on in here, I'll make you a rock star. Come on in here, I'll make you a a big politician. I'll make you president of the United States. Come in here and cooperate and bring me my new world order. I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. You'll be rich beyond compare. Everyone will know your name. You'll have total respect. How does that sound? Okay, so those people will never know the truth. That's the curse that they put on themselves. God didn't put it on them. They, and I keep thinking Barack Obama since he's coming into the f- foreground, probably is, you know, shilling for, his, uh, for Big Mike. Anyway, you're right that he's going to run for president. I, I only say he when there's disrespect. If somebody is trans and they want, you know, respect, and I get respect then fine her is fine you know i know it's i know what it really is but i'll i'll, I'll say her as a polite thing you know as i always do even the book i wrote we're dealing with misha it's her it's her all the way you know it's and until until the, there's a reveal that uh, you know she is is a uh, you know a, 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 a transitioning male but it looks to me like in the character of misha and girl next that she didn't want to cut her genitals off, his Generals off, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that that's as far as it. That's that's what he/she wanted to do. If they pro- have pronouns like they, they, it, whatever. If it's a good friend and they really want me to say they and all that, i will fine. But don't change my language. I'm a writer. I'm in a, a you know an an English file. I am a a, a you know a wordsmith. Uh, don't take don't take my pronouns now when you know nothing about them and try to self apply them when you don't even know what you're doing you're being controlled and trained what to do you want respect it's got to be earned okay don't expect the world to just drop everything and you know pay attention to you the government just can't believe it they want to lock everybody up and kill everybody that won't see your pronouns <laughs> yeah, i've had lots of trans friends over the years gay friends these friends those friends all colors all economic strata all educational strata i think one of the big the big uh bigotry things we do is is based on uh you know sometimes education now mine is a self-made education i had interest in those books i had to take off on my own because i felt that the teachers that I had when I finally went back to school, I felt they were blocking me. They were they were limiting us. You know, to, to, to they wanted us to know how the world works. They wanted to take English literature, for example, both you know, British and American, and they wanted to take really great stories and explain to us what they really mean. When it was obviously that's not what they meant. For example, when I blurted out in the the classroom what Young Gun Brown was really about, social conformity, and the horror of being left, of of not conform, the horror of being cast out, uh, I got um, removed from the class. Well, not removed, but it was kinda like, I mean, that formula, like, get out of my class, it was like, there's no point for you going on here. It's almost like I was spotted. And there was like, you know, there's no, I'm just going to flunk you if you say. I sort of, you know, was nudged out, but then I dropped out right after that particular book. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just taking it as a, taking a class. I'm always loving to try to expand my, my, my knowledge. I like reading and like taking classes and like thinking. You know, I've always had that path. I like being a writer. I like, in, in a writer, I like to look at minutia. You know, little things like how a how a, an ashtray is made and how the light reflects off it, and what you know, considering if you used as a weapon, what that might do to somebody's head. You know, you know, just just thinking about it and and seeing how those little things become big things after a while in in literature. And I've always been fascinated by these. Devices that these authors would use, you know and there's some of some are very very clever people out there that write i mean really really smart um and um to me, writing is an art form, I think you know it's it's i kind of you know people talk about muses about like that creative process that some people mislabel as muse, which is uh incorrect um it's called inspiration. And all inspiration comes from God. If, it's, if it doesn't come from God, it's not really inspiration. Right? Whenever someone's inspired, there's always a breakthrough. Well, breakthrough is God. God's the breakthrough. Jesus Christ is the breakthrough. Jesus is the Word and is the cornerstone. the builders rejected. That's why all these different societies have all collapsed, because they don't build it based on truth. they build it based on their own egos. And therefore, Klaus Schwab, once again, in whatever incarnation he's going to ever be, in all these different lifetimes and all these different uh, despots we've had throughout the years, will die a despot. And so will Soros and so will the rest of them. They're all Nazis. But when I say Nazis, I don't mean the Nazi political party revived of Adolf Hitler. I mean the secret society, uh, Germanic societies that they're a part of that happen to identify as Nazi but it goes much deeper and it goes into all advanced technology, MK Ultra, Antarctica, all that. You know, those Nazis. The the, the kind where they have the club and George Carlin says, and you're not in it. <laughs> the, 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 they're the ones who decide if they're gonna pull the plug on humanity eating, and then all the governments of the world go along with it. You know, the the you know, hundred most powerful people in the world that call the shots. Um, yeah, they're part of something that that yeah, that uh, uh, very much had to do with the occult and Hitler and all that. But not just Hitler, but it goes back, you know, thousands of years, perhaps millions of years. It's, it's you know, it just depends on what incarnation you're talking about. You know, this civilization and another ancient one. But these people have always been around, and they've always been trying. You know, the final solution of Adolf Hitler was basically getting rid of anything that couldn't advance, anything that was like anathema, you know, and 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 anyone, including all blacks. And you know, and and involved, you know, Planned Parenthood and the Gates family and the Bush family and you know and the Anheuser Bush family, <laughs> all these families. And that German thing, oh, man, how strange. You know, to learn German fluently and to be able to speak and to be obsessed with German culture had to be a thing. And I understand that uh, these people get together, and when they do, they all wear Nazi uniforms, and they have these parties in these Nazis. Seriously, <laughs> serious. And they all speak fluent German with each other. And they all worship Werner von Braun, you know what I mean? And they worship, you know, Mars... you know i think uh, i'm not sure which way elon musk is going to go but uh i don't think he's as naive as he as he paints himself you know what i mean i think he's pretty aware of the situation uh with the uh the nazis and how they want to uh starve everyone to death and take over but make no mistake they're not you know nazis but not to be confused with nazi political party meeting the public being nazis they're they're the nazis in my case it's a euphemism calling them nazis you know quote quote but what they really are goes back it's much deeper than that so but that need to learn german isn't that something to be to be initiated you have to know fluent and there's i don't believe there's an exception to that rule i I could be wrong you know uh Love to hear it. See, that's what a guy like Jay Dyer should be looking into. But he can't because there's no books on it. Because they keep all that stuff locked up tight. You know, so like in my case, I got stuff from my grandfather. It had to be, you know, handed down. Um, but, But yeah, I remember he had like pictures of the moon on his desk once. This was... Before he kicked me out of the family, but you know, w- while I was still, uh, you know, not complete loser at that point, in his eyes, uh, he had you know been on the board of like uh, Boeing and you know Northrop, and you know he, he loved war, he loved he loved guns, and he loved uh, <laughs> he was a real warmonger, But he had pictures of the moon. And you know, I thought about was this the moonshot we had? the early Apollo. Which, what exactly moonshot? And then, I, well, as I understood it, the, some of these pictures were not like the light side of the moon, but the other side of the moon. You know, they had pictures that I don't think were completely uh, declassified. And he had a lot of them. I mean, really high quality eight by ten black and whites. You know, they just a whole stack of them. And I was always fascinated with the moon, so I kept looking and I didn't know really know what I was looking at. But now looking back I don't know what happened to them. You know, I I didn't get to keep them. So uh you know, that that didn't happen. And uh so the bottom line is uh I when I look back I just have to say that they they were not uh categorized with a with a NASA envelope. And of course, you know, being involved in like Boeing and in those days you had Skunkworks also involved in the Edwards Air Force Base. And back in those days in the in the early fifties, he was at the top of his game. So he would have known uh, you know, he knew Eisenhower and of course Eisenhower because uh all these people lived in Palm Desert. And the Eisenhower Medical Center went into Palm Desert. And Eisenhower, when he was brought to Edwards Air Force Base to deal with these aliens, supposedly, uh, was brought in, was flown in from, you know, Palm Springs. But that was, you know, the desert. Eisenhower was probably, you know, part of a whole bunch of, like, celebrities that lived in Palm Desert, in the Palm Desert area. And uh, in my grandfather's case, he lived in Indian Wells, he lived down a few doors down from Bob Hope on the, uh, on the green, on the uh, golf course at the El Dorado Country Club. And uh, very hoity-toity, exquisite. You know, he also was like board of trustees of the Eisenhower Medical Center, which, by the way, that went in. And then, of course, he and my grandmother relied pretty, I believe they relied on that Eisenhower Medical Center quite a bit for their, for their failing health. And, um, you know, so so that was another thing that, uh, you know, that was, he was involved in in Southern California, you know, nobody would bother him because he was always, you know, charity hospitals, you know what I mean? (laughs) Never dig in, but to run in those groups, to run in that caliber of people, you cannot be squeaky clean. Does anybody doubt that out there? Anybody, even my critics from L.A., do you doubt that if you're listening? Do you doubt what I'm saying? Because if you do, God bless you. How naive can you be? Uh, you know, maybe God has preserved you in your innocence. But, you know, nobody gets a ride for free. They don't let you make, you know, your, your, your fortune and your name and your mark and have little monuments to you and stuff like that, unless you've done some pretty bad things. Am I right or am I wrong? Anybody. Yeah, but you're not supposed to look at that. Yeah, I understand you're not supposed to... I'm I'm not even... I'm not looking at it. It's just, it's a reality. And in Palm Desert, though, you had all the Hollywood, you know, like I mentioned, Bob Hope was pretty much like the king of Hollywood at that, you know, in 1950, 1951, 52... The Palm Desert Days, it probably went on into the sixties. Um and and uh and I think, you know, that right around in that time, you know, things like Disneyland went in there and Disney got going and you know, all these guys were all together in the same club. And they would all decide what was gonna happen with LA. Beverly Hills Hotel, this and that, the you know, the Beverly Hills, you know, the uh, studio system, the studios, the 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 various advanced uh, research projects going on out in the in the, the valley, and the the Northrop the, the underground bases, you know all of all of this kind of stuff. I mean they were hugely into military, and military was connected with Hollywood, you know, as like as a uh, social prestige kind of thing. Get out of there, and. Uh, so um whatever these guys wanted to do, you know what I mean, with their city with the uh with with Palm Desert, with Palm Springs, with uh you know development out to the Coachella Valley, uh the um there's another weird thing that was going on in the desert. We had land in a place called Cabazon. Have you heard of it? Cabazon? Well, you know, at one point I was—I had to go look at the land and something. I mean, you know, to, were we going to develop it? It was just a just a plot of desert. But what was moving close to it was the uh, Cavazon was a tribe of, I believe, of Native Americans that uh, you know, I think it was one of the one of the uh, I think it was a Pueblo there, and then eventually the gambling places were moving in, like Morongo and these other places that were, you know, moving out into the, uh, into the Coachella into Palm Springs, into, uh, you know, and, and even bordering, uh, sort of white shanty towns out of, you know, the, that were like, uh, surrounding San Bernardino and Fontana and Colvina and, you know, and then, and, you know, and as you started getting down toward the desert, which is really cool, coming in the desert, you started descending and leaving those towns and coming down the hill into almost like sea level area of this desert that's tremendously beautiful in the summer, but seriously hot and oppressive in the summer. But I mean, in the wintertime, it's the perfect weather. Absolutely perfect. So Hollywood was completely in love with uh, Palm Springs, throughout the history of the 40s and 50s and 60s. And, you know, made it a thing, made it a Hollywood thing. Like it's a place to, you know, party during the winter and and really, you know, for the people that have arrived yeah, to really live it up and to really have that connection and have that, you know, have that perfect golf game at, you know, 75 degrees and the perfect sun and the perfect this and the perfect that and 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 then you know the clubs, and you were nobody if you didn't have your golf cart your you know your house on whatever green, and in those days it was the Eldorado Country Club, like I say, the Bob Hope Country Club a lot of other people are there too, but then there were others, I suppose by now, but that was then, and then that connection between people there there's a connection between Hollywood and then the brass i mean people you know people like. General Eisenhower, you know, President Eisenhower. So there was that kind of thing going on in the desert. And then that connection then to the Mojave Desert, which is a whole other area of, you know, north of Los Angeles, uh, you know, at Edwards Air Force Base and the whole alien thing, and then the close proximity of, say, the Palm Springs area to the Marine Base at 29 Palms. Which is a very very strange place indeed. Uh, as you as you go to the east, and you climb up out of that uh, that Palm Springs type desert, then you get into uh, you know places like Big Rock and that have that had a lot of lore, a lot of UFO lore from the past. And up in that area of uh, what do we call that up there? Um, Joshua tree. Okay, so that's right there after you leave Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, and the Twenty Nine Palms, and Twenty Nine Palms, where there's a Marine Base. So the Marine Base is is you know is uh, strangely right there, and um, it's a it's a it's a a place that's been known for lots of UFOs, lots of intergalactic activity. Let's say you know. And then going all the way across that desert, say, from there, uh, you know, going to the north, and then going all the way to, uh, you know, the Mojave Desert. And then Mojave had, uh, like I say, Edwards Air Force Base, you had Northrop, you had, uh, you know, Boeing was out there. You had these various places that were doing all this research in the 50s. And, of course, that became the era of the uh, contacts, where people are making contact with aliens and things like that. Underground bases and all of that going on in the desert, and then somehow weirdly connected to, uh, and strangely connected to the occult and NASA and Jack Parsons and what's his name? You know the the, the you know the uh, the science fiction guy that made it a religion. You know a Scientology, right? Uh, you know L. Ron, you know Hubbard, and all these kind of guys. <laughs> And it was all connected, and then that later connected to, um, you know, some of the think tanks for the occult, like, you know, Manley P. Hall up in, uh, he was at Griffith Park, his, his repository and library. Uh, Madame Blavatsky had her theosophy, the Theosophical Society. I think it was, you know, just down from the Griffith Observatory. The Griffith Observatory is like some kind of holy ground for these people, can't explain why and what they do. Rituals up there, who knows? But that's some kind of like holy ground. They want to be around. They want to live around it. They want to be near it. And you know, and then there's a there's a you know, different kinds of aspects of this as you head down towards San Diego and you you get through Camp Pendleton uh, Marine Base again. You know, there's another. So whenever I see a marine base, I'm, I'm thinking the marines are guarding something, and when they're not right on the ocean, you wonder, well, what are they doing there? You know. And, and uh, now, of course, the navy is known for uh, trannies, basically—you know, uh, men dressing up as women—is now the recruiting for the military. But I, to in my way of thinking, this is a way of mocking the United States just just completely openly mocking the people that take that seriously, uh, you know the younger people, the people that think they're so smart, they think everybody older than them is stupid, that 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 group, they're the participants because they're gullible, they believe it, they don't realize they're going to be used as pawns, and they're going to be discarded like garbage. Once the goal is accomplished, which they're not going to accomplish, but I mean, they're going to go ahead and try to make every, I mean, for example, you know, in our adversary, you're not seeing China do that with their men, right? And you're not really, see, you're seeing Europe, but you're not seeing the whole world going along with this particular thing, just like they didn't go along with COVID either. So now here's the next thing. So while they're doing this and they're blowing your mind and making you go insane, Right had to come back from insanity, you you just got your mind back from you know get trying to figure out well, well nothing happens to the COVID uh, criminals who who put COVID out and it was all fake. There's no COVID. They put it all out there so they could jab you, and then the jabs would kill people. But there's no account. So now you get your mind around. Okay, they're above the law. They've always been above the law. Okay, what's the next? And then the next thing is, but they're still coming. They're still attacking. They hate you, and you know it's just like we say it in a lot of the songs we've done. Lizards. I don't have that with me today, but that's a very prophetic song. <laughs> you know, basically it says, you know, just look, go back ten years. Who was saying this? You know, uh, you know about totalitarian control, and the whole point of it is to to change the DNA of human. That's the whole point of the lizards. Okay, isn't that interesting? that that song still exists. And that, you know, maybe I didn't do it good enough. You know, Rich Kelder was the uh, DCP and he was the uh, guitar and instruments on the track. I was vocals and production. You know, maybe it wasn't done good enough. But that should have been. People should have recognized there was no other song like that anywhere. That so accurately pinpointed to the T exactly, exactly, with with perfect exactitude, what is going on. So what God needs to do with me, I guess he needs to make me the vessel. Because look, who else is going to do it? Who else is going to say it? Think, think, can you name anyone? I could name a lot of people that look very earnest. They're all dead now. And I could be too. I mean, maybe maybe there is some young person walking around that's fluid. How many of us are not fluid? We just can't roll with it. Because, see, we're insane. We're insane. We can't come back from the insanity. So we can't ever get to a fluid position with our intellects and with our minds because our minds are gone. Because they blew it with all this... Double speak and this forked tongue stuff, this like you know uh, we're not doing that to you while they're doing it to us we're not hurting you and trying to kill you with these anyone who says that's a white supremacist while they're doing it to us, and everybody has proved now, and who are these people who hold on to these lies? and who accuse everyone around them of being a white supremacist when they're doing the very same thing and even killing themselves. Who are these fools? They need to be shut the fuck up. And now, look at the damage they've done by putting social pressure on people to take the jabs. Look how how, how people used to look up to songwriters like they were some kind of visionary, like they had some truth. What truth did they have? You know, when you have the Rolling Stones and the Foo Fighters and everybody else say, get your jab or don't see our concert. Or don't see our concert. Uh, <laughs> y- y- what are they? They're not musicians. They're not, they're not visionaries. They're not leading everybody into understanding and peace and love and all that. Are they? No, they're Gestapo. Enforcing. Forcing. Forcing. Death on people. And even in the case of the Foo Fighters, their own drummer they kill. Murder. They go, oh no, that was something else. We did an autopsy. I I can't, I mean, how can you ever, like say you're a music fan and you're, you know, 20 years old and you're really into like the Foo Fighters. How are you ever going to come back from that? The answer is you are now under PTSD. PTSD. You're going to do whatever they tell you to do from now on. Pronouns, trans, this, that, maybe you transition too. You know, whatever it is, they want you to do, you're going to do it now. Because you went insane. They drove you insane and now you have nothing to resist. You can't resist anymore. So it's either you go along or you commit suicide. You know, it's, those are the choices. Ah, don't don't feel so strange. They did this back in the 70s too. They did this back in the 60s. They always do this, these people. Oh, you're not with it. You don't know about such and such. You don't know about 666 and all that. You don't know the club you can join and get all these goodies. God, what an idiot. You could get laid right now if you just joined, you know. How incredibly foolish. And... Satan has been allowed to run this game on people because I believe that what God's doing is vetting his own. He just simply, he has his own and he knows who his own are and it's just basically Job all over again. You know, let me explain something that's helped me. It's always Job. Every one of us is Job. The book of Job is a key, one of the keys to the entire thing, you know. It's all unfair, okay? None of it makes sense. But when you put it through the lens of Job, it now makes sense. God's not talking to you. He's talking to, you know, someone over here, Satan, let's say. I say, here's my servant, you know, Joe, or Bob, or Ellen. And, you know, they've been a good person. Yeah, says Satan. Well, I bet if you... You tortured them a little bit they would they would give you up in a new york minute and they put a little torture and things suddenly start going wrong for no reason you know unfair things happen to really good people oh no oh no and then some of them turn back on god and point the finger of hatred and say how could you let all this happen i've tried so hard to please you lord oh my god it's all a test I tried so hard to please you, and look what you've done for no good reason. Well, yes, but, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, Sir Joe, whatever your name is, it's got nothing to do with you. It, you. It's got nothing to do with you. You're just the target. It has to do with a a bet between Satan and God. And they target. You happen to be the example of it. I'll bet Joe would give, give you up. Almighty Yahweh sure he would, and when you questioned God like that when you pointed your finger when you got mad, when you screamed, you failed didn't you? you failed like we've all failed job passed the test and he was rewarded the rewarding of job represents the the at uh, my view the next incarnation the you know the next phase of this which is after the body is god the spirit ascends and then there's another phase but i believe that's the reward you know not necessarily being you know rewarded with more kids and more stuff and more everything it's. it's there's no point because it, on earth it all wears out it's all temporary so that's not a real reward right we try to influence things as we can and, you know, but when we leave, we leave. That's it. It's nothing, nothing material is going to help us. We can't take it with us either. You know, so a lot of the things we think about here, doing good, building, I I saw there was a, a woman I knew that had a, that started a foundation in the mid 2000s, might've been 2007, 2006, something like that. And, um, and she died in 2013. And then I saw later, you know, a tax thing. There's somebody I actually I looked up, and I, I got all this information. Um, you know, it's all perfectly legal, but I would, you know, you need that capability. I do research on people, on people that are dead for a long time. Anyway, uh, so it came back that uh, the corporation for the foundation. Had not paid its taxes, and therefore was then later about two thousand fifteen considered invalid. Invalid. So the foundation came to nothing. But this need of having a foundation, now I don't know what was in the foundation or what the purpose of it was. Some charity thing, I'm sure. But you, you know to see how it also became dust, and rust. And it couldn't stay a permanent foundation. It didn't have the right funding, didn't have the board of directors, didn't have the people that would keep it on who themselves had to live their lives out and then pass on their responsibilities to the next generation. It didn't have that kind of thing, so it died just a little while after the actual person died. I found that to be... So during your lifetime, i.e. 2007 to 2013, six years, you got to tell people you had a foundation, and then, and then you died, but then nobody did anything about it. No one joined it. No one contributed to it. They just avoided it, and then it died. It can be revived. Oh, yes, absolutely. If anyone wants to revive it, they can revive it. You know, you have to pay the, the penalties, but you can revive it. I just found that to be... The reason I bring it up is because I just find that to be so apropos to what this life is and to how we always seem to misunderstand it. We want to have a foundation. And I say, well, for what? You know, people, you know, don't need to join my foundation to be charitable to others. They can be charitable directly. You see? So I don't really need one, do I? Most of the foundations that become big... They get taken over by leftist radicals, right? They're well, it's always the same group—leftist radicals—and they're employed by the uh, by the occultic anti-God Nazis. And then they're, they, they buy Antifa and all these other groups, BLM, and, and now the uh, well, we'll see what they do with the Trans Army. <laughs> it looks like now they're building the Trans Army. <laughs> So you got this rush of all these gay guys, hurrying to become women, and many of them look ugly. And it's just like they want to be a star so bad. They saw Dylan Mulvaney's success, and they just, they just had to. They just, they just, they wanted their piece of the pie. They're just clamoring as they they throw away their male clothes and quickly become women. They say, "I've always been like this." In fact, we saw an actress we liked. You know, an actor, I mean, you know, I'm not sure if they have a penis or not, but, I mean, they were a a male that transitioned to a female. In their wiki, they they state that, well, they began transitioning when they were 12. They had to have some age in there, like they were competing with others. I was there way before you. So that game is going on with these people. Obviously, dumbasses, a lot of them, you know. People that run after fame and fortune no matter what, you know, the whole TikTok is brought out, I think, the worst in people. They'll do anything for stardom, anything for attention. And that makes a person not make wise decisions. You can't make wise as, You know, you got to sit down and figure out what your life is about and then try to make a decision what you're going to do about it. I mean, not just like I'll do anything for fame. Oh, the tranny thing. Now, no problem. Boom. I've always been a woman. Oh, if you had told me about my pronouns, you know, uh, they and a thingamajig, then I, I think you should be in jail. And then, you know, Biden's going, yeah, let's throw him in jail. And then we have tranny armies going... If you misgender anybody, you're going to jail. And then the Antifa, you always see the Antifa guys armed to the teeth marching around when there's a trans event. And, And, you know, anyone who disagrees is a transphobe. If you're a transphobe, you're a white supremacist and you need to be executed. And the whole government's behaving that way. Is that enough to make you insane? Is that enough to have jarred you from everything? It's, uh, but, 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 wait, 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 wait. The good news. They lose. They've already lost. And if you are aligning with them as a trans person, you are a liar and you need to stop it because you have already lost yourself. Well, they're all committing suicide because of these white supremacists. No, they commit suicide because they transition into something, and then they regret it later, especially if they have lopped off their penises and and testicles, and then they may want to have a family at some point. They can't do that, and they can't find intimacy, and they kill themselves, yes, because some teacher talked them into it. The problem is not the, quote, cisgenders, boomers that don't know anything about it. The problem is their own... It's within they say, well we have to transition this person or they will commit suicides caused by people that want to transition to girls, but they can't so they commit suicide because of this just dis- gender dysphoria and so you know they 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 uh they don't get it well the my answer to that is but they can always transition at that time, can't they can't they rather than commit suicide if that's the if there's a binary reason, can't they? The answer is yes, they could. So that's not really the reason, that's disingenuous. Proven, just proved it. So you're done. Chuck and mate. Now let's go to the next thing. Oh, you're done? Okay, flip the board over. Get mad, storm out, fine. That's all you really do anyway. You never argue the point. One guy was on there arguing that people that are not really into the transgender thing, they should all they have to accept that they're cisgender. I'm like, no, that's that's like, that's like the N-word. Fuck that shit. I'm not taking that from anybody. They go, no, we're going to, if you don't accept it, then you're trans. Fine, call me whatever name you like. You're irrelevant to me. You know, and yet, I've always, always acknowledged, you know, drag and trans people and, and gays and every other kind of variation all my life because I've been around them all. It's not like I've never been around them. Okay? And they're all trying to struggle for the answers too. They don't know if they'd I, I've never met one person involved in any of this stuff who said, I found the answer. Every one of them was disturbed and, you know, searching and hoping and trying to trying to figure out a way to live. Every one of them. So no, that doesn't exist unless you're in a cult. And the only reason it happens in a cult is because it's reinforced how great you are being in that cult. And then you start to believe it. And then as soon as that reinforcement is withdrawn, then all of a sudden you feel suicidal because you don't have the support you had. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I can understand. You know, half the schools these days, it's 60 or 70% gay nowadays. And of that, it's a growing percentage every year uh is a, a big increase in transitioning people like all the girls are being boys and all the boys being girls yes that's what happens to people as they grow up they get that kind of you know dichotomy going as their hormones start raging yes but now that's considered uh you know backwards thinking that they all that so god made a mistake and everybody needs to transition that is exactly the message Washington is sending, that Joe Biden is sending, you know, or any other chaos. Criminals let them out on the street. Transition. I mean, anything you think of. One and one isn't two. You don't need grades to get to college. You don't need anything to do anything. The military is totally open to all drag queens, and in fact, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, the Navy is very close to the Marines. I mean, if the Marines go that way. It, I would just say you can just start count countdown for the nukes on on uh, our major cities because they're going to nuke them all. Sabra Gowarra, baby, it's going to go boom. And don't think these people, they know God exists. You know, Biden knows that. They all know that. Don't think they're not trying to force God's hand by trying to force Putin to go nuclear so they have an excuse to kill us all because our government hates all people, including the trans, including the antifas, including everybody they hate. They hate human. They hate earth. They hate air. They hate water. They hate people of all all skin color. They hate everything and everyone. And if you don't believe that, you're deluded, man. You haven't been paying attention to what's obvious in news, social media, everything around you is saying the same thing. They hate us. Once you understand that, you can start returning back to sanity. They hate us. They've always been there, and they're plotting against us. And the only thing that has held them back is not Donald Trump. He's got, I don't think Trump could get elected, but then I'm never good at things like that, you know, but I just don't think so. I like the fact he wants to bring God back, but what the hell was that vaccine thing he was doing? I just don't trust him. I, I, I you know, I'm sorry. I don't trust anything or anyone. I trust no one. Oh, you're just a right wing bigot. I'm not right wing. I'm not left. I'm right wing. Doesn't want me because I don't want Trump and I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't trust any of them. You know, and I don't trust the left. I certainly don't trust the Republicans. Most of them were the biggest pedophiles. Were you know when Barney Frank had his brothel of boys going? The biggest customers were Republicans. So I don't really, you know, so fuck them all. So if you want to know what I am, you can't say, well, you're white. I'm not white. I'm a a mix of things. And that's, uh, they don't like that either. If you really want to look for your white bread, go to Northern Europe. Look at the pure lines from there. Check out Klaus Schwab. There's a shriveled old white man that runs your entire life and who hates your guts. You know, and yet Antifa and all these groups, they obey Klaus Schwab, their leader, who's a, you know, definitely a white man, but he's not cisgender. Yeah, well, who knows what he is? I mean, is there any one of them that isn't, you know, debauched one way or another, you know? I just consider them all cannibals, which also means omnisexual. They don't have sex with anything. Sex, dismemberment, death, bombs, wars, pure horror. You know, so, uh, no, they don't get respect. Oh, there's a party tonight up in Hollywood, up in the hills. And, uh, you know, they're going to be, you you know, some really wild times. The answer is, no, I'm not interested in your Hollywood party. The only thing I'm interested in is, is you know, I mean, if uh, there were some vigilantes out there, I might want to tell them about it. Can you imagine vigilantes breaking there to protect kids? And there's kids all over the place in various forms of sex and this and that and debauchery. But also worse than that, not just drugs, but you know, maybe even you know, cannibalism. I mean, it's just really bad shit. Can you imagine vigilantes being dropped off there? You know, kids, uh, soldiers and stuff. They go in and they go, the, okay, here's your mandate, soldiers. It's, uh, you know, save the kids and kill everybody else, no prisoners. Oh, man. Would that send a message or what? <laughs> I think a great movie. Wouldn't you love to see that movie? You think they'll ever let you make a movie like that in Hollywood? Well, Mike, producer Mike and I wrote a script to that end called The Whammy. Somebody put a whammy on Los Angeles. And that's exactly what it was about. It was about vigilantes. They were called for supernatural means. And they're like normal people by day, and then they became these like superhero vigilantes. And they would go in and free the kids and kill all the adults. You know, senator. And all the adults were like senators, movie producers. You know what I mean? The honchos, right? (laughs) Oh, you would have loved it. You guys would have loved it. Even John Carpenter couldn't get away with something that literal. I don't. Th- I don't think any of us could really. You think the elites want to see themselves gunned down as the bad guys, as child molesters? <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't, right? They try to make it somebody else, like a white supremacist group over here. They're the real molesters. Well, deception, you know the Lord made it, so they're allowed to use deception you know but but if you have a relationship with God, you won't be fooled if you love god, like I want to become a better instrument for God like like what I told you today was pretty good, but it just there's room for a lot more improvement, you know, like a lot more just being a vessel, you know, being a vessel for the Lord, you know, just like the Lord's talking to you through me just directly you know and that would be uh that would be something uh. of course if that's going to happen you can't edit it you have to let it happen if god's going to be talking through you you can't you know if if you edit it he'll go to somebody else or or not at all so you have to let it come out whatever it is scary huh who knows what god will say if he could talk to all of us directly right now I think he would say, no worries. The recompense is coming. No worries. No worries. I've already taken care of it. And you will be satisfied in the end that justice has been done. And that will cure your mental illness. And that will set your eyes on the Lord. And Don't you ever take them off again. You've got to, I want to be absorbed by the Lord. I'm just like I want the Lord to be tingling in every every cell of my body. I'd like the Lord to be just taking over and just being a vessel. And then because He wants to say something to you, and He says, you know, uh, too much glory to man, not enough of God, or whatever. He, he says something, and uh, that makes you feel like you're healed and you're okay. And you're not insane. And you see what, the, what evil is. And you go, Lord, thank you for showing me what evil is, Father. Thank you, Lord, for showing me what evil is. Now, please, Lord, teach me how to get through it. Well, stay closer to me. Stay closer to me. And I will walk you through it unscathed. But you've got to stay connected to me, closer to me. You can't go, and really, there's no time these days to be going off and doing your own thing somewhere. You got to, like, whatever's going on, whatever, whatever, wherever I've put you, you're going to have to work that situation. God's placed all of us, here's another prophetic statement, God has placed all of us where he wants us to be right now. We're not in the wandering around mood. We're not supposed to be wandering around looking for something to get, you know, settled in. We're settled, this is it. We got to work with what we've got. That's kind of like where the word is for today. No, I'm not going to embellish it. That's that's it. That's 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 all we're going to get today, at least for me. Hopefully, you you can take it much further. See, I'm all about everybody using their gifts. You know, not having any one person. You know, trying to hog it and get it. You know, be on just because they have a microphone like me, you know, they would be like the final end all and be all. I like hearing, you know, I don't mind differences of opinion at all. I like talking about it, you know, whatever it is, whether you agree or not, I like talking about it. I love the subject. And we're not alone. He's there with us. And this is so insanely chaotic. It's beyond human comprehension almost, but he will calm us and he will lead us through and the storm and the sea won't even touch us as we just glide across the water thanks to him in Jesus' name because all you Job people that have failed the Job test, that's all of us, it's not about us. And it never was. And the only way we're going to grow up and not be insane is to realize it's not about us. You told me you were going to heal Eli. I can hear myself right now. Why did you let Eli die? Why wanted him just, I didn't want him to go just then. Oh, so this is not about us. It applies most of the time, but not in that situation. And then the Lord led me to find a place on Sunday that was open and the final word was going to be you know it's a 24 hour day uh, pet hospital that was also open on sunday cuz i was like wait till monday he's not going to make it till monday suddenly he's just breathing all day and he's not getting enough air so we get an appointment we go down there on sunday and it's a really nice place and you know real basic real simple but just real nice vibes real good people and we get the x-rays and we finally get to take a look at what's happened to his lung, how he can't get enough oxygen to his heart. And that, you know, I said, I know he's going to die today. If we just leave him, he'll just die. And, and everyone agreed. But they could keep him alive longer if they put him on oxygen and kept him in the hospital. You know, something like that. And I said, well, if he's going to die anyway, then this was the day he's going to die but we're going to, you know, I, 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 instead of watching him die in pain and agony and, and looking at me like I don't know what's happening, he wants me to do something. He went in there, and they were giving him some oxygen, which gave him some relief. But when I went into the room where he's getting oxygen, he didn't want to come with us. He didn't want to leave with us. He didn't jump and say, oh, Daddy, oh, Mom, you know, please take me out of here. He wanted to stay there. And he'd always kind of put his—he put his head in the wall, in this form in the in the the bathroom. He put himself halfway into the bathroom, and just stood there. Which I recognize that sign from all my animals, all my dogs throughout my life. You know, they would get to that point where they kind of either put their head in the wall or they, you know, you know that's 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 it. I'll tell you one great thing though about Eli. He, the day before, he was still up on his hill. He was doing stuff. He was harassing the dogs next door. He was uh, playing with Ben's. He was eating. He got these giant pieces of, uh, of uh, you know, what do we have? We had ribeye steak and something. We had a, another roast, and he got all these amazing cuts. You know, we just gave him the lion's share. You know, he's just like, it. he loved it. And then the next day, he slept at night. And then that breathing started up the next day to where we it was just like unbearable. We couldn't, it's a coughing. That breathing was like. <laughs> and, you know, that's what happened to uh, uh, Dasha. You know, that same heart failure. So <clears throat> we, um, he only had like a few hours of, you know, the, the, all his life was good. The other thing was, his legs were going in the back, you know. They were complete dysplasia. But we found a supplement, a gummy, that really helped him. So he never lost the control of his bowels, you know, where he couldn't poop and he couldn't, you know. He, he would have the dog bark in uh, Houston recently a while back. And, and he, uh, he was running, you know, even though he'd fall occasionally because of his legs. He was—he didn't like—he didn't even know. He went up to the last day to the last second, you know. The only difference is whether he—he he was going to die. Then I—I I was told just to I'm willing to shoot him in the head as well. No problem. I'd say, would you do me the same courtesy? If I'm done, just shoot me. Got no problem with that. That's just the reality we live in. The reason we do that, though, is because we don't want unnecessary suffering. The idea... I know there are purists out there that think, oh, you should just let him go a few hours on the porch and let him expire naturally. And the answer is, he was in a lot of pain and confusion. No. The way he went out was the way I like to go. He went out like on a magic carpet of... of uh, They gave him a sedative, and he was feeling good, and he was a little bit of opiate in there, and he was like... In his world, having some oxygen and just uh you know you know having that that sense of relief at that point, and then of course he crossed, and you know the the other option would have been to put him back on the porch, and I don't think he would have made it back in the car personally I don't you know the other option was to put him in the hospital and force him to be alive, force him to be alive when he should have died, which I'm against. If all we get here is you know sixty years, seventy years, sixty-five, seventy-five, in his case, he was like ninety years old, you know, from half. half years old for a big dog like that. That's a good life. Anyway, it's not up to me. I just went by the by the X-rays and the and the, Really, the key question for me was, how much longer will he live if he, if we don't? Give this, uh, you, know, you know, start giving him treatments and put him in a hospital. Which he would hate that, but how much longer would he live? And the answer is, if if we didn't do anything, how much longer would we live? And the answer was, he would die immediately. You know, he would die. He's about dead. And I knew he was going to die that day. I knew Dash the day Dash was going to die. I knew it. I knew he was going to die. I knew that day it was over. I could, I, I just have a thing like that with animals. So that means that he went up to the last day with total, totally ambulatory, complete faculties, total use of everything, loving the, uh, the cuts of meat, the whole bit, up to the... He went right to the last minute, and then and, and it was just classic. It's just like he lived. He would always find the classic spot, and he'd get up on his hill, and he'd, he used to harass workers that would come here where he would, like, hide behind a bush, and they'd pull up in their truck, in their work truck, and then he'd hide. And the minute they got out of the truck, he'd attack. And sometimes he, he, he nipped a couple of them, too, early when he was younger. So, you know, <laughs> anyway, so he, he outlived. Let's see, we had Molly, and then we had Dasha. He outlived both of them. And then he got uh, Ben's is very exuberant, and, and he liked that. That helped him get, get around. But, uh, yeah, it was it was the last day. You knew that, right, Trish? Yeah. I knew it for, like, two days. You knew that that was it. And it we could have left him on the porch. I just hate to do that, though. I would have rather have, you, you know, I mean, shit, if I'm gulping for blood, and I can't think it. Would you please just pull the plug, Trish? No. No, you can't just let someone suffer like that. Well, they, you know, anyway, anyway, he was, uh, he was a good friend. He used to love traveling the RV. He was really when we were trying to drive this uh, bus that we haven't, you know, completely fixed up yet, but driving back here from Florida, he was, uh, Yeah, it was just, I'm not going to go on anymore, but he was like, he was very calm.
0: He, he helped us a lot.
1: He helped us to stay calm, right? Yeah. Anyway. I don't
0: know
1: who that is. No. All right, I'm I'm now exhausted. Okay, guys, I hope it helped. I really do. I'm I feel like a, a little bit of a blowhard today. I, I I guess I went a little overboard.
0: No, you didn't. I did. In what way?
1: Well, I've always had a problem with the sciences, I've had a problem with uh, education. I've had a problem with the philosophy, I've had a problem with, uh, with people just just not doing enough, you, know, not thinking enough not pushing enough, not accepting things so much the way they, they think they are. You know? And we've seen now the sin of conformity in all its glory, haven't we? we sure have. And what that's done to our society and i just think we we could have so much more there's some you know I, maybe this this idea of elon pushing into space it's,
0: it's troubling about maybe. the lawlessness to me right now
1: well the lawlessness is is a metaphor for the collapse of you know for the later collapse of society it's coming
0: and china is getting ready for a high tech war
1: yeah no we'll be and we'll, meanwhile,
0: we're we're trying to assassinate putin it's, it's the United States that's behind that. This is ridiculous.
1: People are learning that their own country is evil, huh? Yeah. The birds are still trying to make a nest right there. Well, we need that cleared out tomorrow. Today. How will you get through another world? A lesser world. A world not your own Are you who they said you were? You put a person under the telescope,
0: all his memory showed up on a sort of...